that's he was really good at that he would but the thing was he had no middle so he would be on the phone like yeah what you have for breakfast uh, hey you want to fuck you trying to fuck right now <laughs> and we would be like bro that's not gonna work I, my bad and now you was there for what just a fuck you was there for fucking that's all you was there for and good times and those those nights where he felt weak and vulnerable and he needed somebody to come and hold him that was you and you felt like you was close right you felt like damn when he was hurt he called me so he loves me no bitch that's not how that worked he was a guy who was vulnerable and he needed somebody who was dumb to come over and cope with him that's it yes they were dumb you know why i call them dumb My name is Donovan Gray, and welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast, where you can see how we turn our life into a living. I want to start off by giving a shout out to the Bamboo Project family. I appreciate everyone who turn, who tunes in every week. Uh, this may be your first episode, for, no, for you, but for others, it's is episode episode number thirty-two. And if this is your first episode, you have a lot of catching up to do. Just want to give you a little heads up on that. And if you do not have YouTube Premium and still want to listen to the podcast while you're running errands, the link for the audio is in the description below. Um, this episode will be on multiple platforms such as Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Radio Public, Castbox, Overcast, and Pocket Cast. Wherever you get your uh, podcast, that we will be on there. If you're listening to uh, this and you are actually not watching on youtube we have a youtube channel it is called the bamboo project you can go and find us on there we have 100 plus videos on cooking tutorials we have travel vlogs we have wholesaling real estate videos on there we have basketball videos we're doing a lot on there we have hair growth and we have makeup so if you want to go you got a whole uh what would you call that a full service youtube channel you can go to the bamboo project on youtube uh, if you're not watching on YouTube and you're curious what we look like, you can keep up with us on social media, right? So you can find me, Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y. And you can find my beautiful girlfriend, Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. My Instagram and Twitter are the same thing. Um, and we have multiple different projects, right? So we have the Bamboo Project Food. We have the Bamboo Project Music. We have the Clothing Project. We have the Fitness Project. We have the Sports Project. And we have the Bamboo Project Podcast, which you are listening to right now. You can find the Instagram handle for all of those in the description below. Um, and you can DM me to schedule a consultation. I will prefer for you to DM me on the podcast page. Uh, we can schedule something uh, this week or next week. Um, Timestamps will be below. So what that means is a lot of times these podcasts can run kind of long. And maybe you don't want to try and search for that part that you heard somewhere else. or you want to see a specific part. We have the timestamps below. You can go there and click on what exactly we want to go to, and it'll take you right to that part of the audio or the video. So today's date is what? October 26th, 7th. And we are starting this podcast super late, but better late than never. We are starting a podcast at 5.30 right now, 5.45. It's, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, and so we this podcast has multiple segments, right? One segment this podcast has is called a life update, which is, as it says, my life update as I bring you along on the journey of how I go from being a regular person to a billionaire. I give you weekly updates of what I'm going through, what I'm experiencing, what I'm feeling. We have episode playback. That is for me to then go back and look at my previous episode. Maybe somebody commented and say, hey, Donovan, I heard your last episode when I thought this. Well, I'll bring that up on episode playback or 
if I personally heard something on the podcast and I'm like, you know what? I think I misspoke or maybe I just kind of want to make some a comment about something. Episode playback. We have Donovan's questions where I present a question to you that I was thinking about throughout the week. And I just was like, hmm, I wonder what other people think about this question. It's usually very philosophical because, you know, Donovan is very philosophical. So that's Donovan's question. And then we have the topics for today. And today's topics will be what makes a girl a hoe? Because I have the answer for you. Security versus excitement. Which one is more important? And rich slaves versus poor slaves. And why you're probably both of them. Um, so, as I said before, first segment is life update. I'm going to give you a little hint of, or a little idea of what I've been going through this week. Let me take my water break. If you're new to the podcast, I take frequent water breaks because I'm doing this dolo. So, sometimes my mouth gets dry. I need to drink a little bit of water. Okay. Um, so, as people may or may not know, um, I have stopped being a bike messenger. And... I actually been in my house for a pretty long time, I guess, the last couple of weeks. I've been in, in the house. And if I'm not in the house, I'm usually in Queens. I'm not really going too far any place. It's kind of just in this area. Um, so we went to the city the other day and I just it felt so different to walk through the city because normally if I'm in the city, even if I don't really plan to bike message or, or work, I usually have my bag or my clothes and my clothes consist of like uh two shirts uh a hoodie a sweater a hoodie and then usually a big jacket with a big ass backpack it's called um uh it's called chrome barrage pro so if you want to see what that backpack looks like you can go google that i'll put it a picture right here so you can actually see it if you're watching the video if you're listening you can go look it up it's a huge backpack it's actually for probably camping and traveling um so i didn't have that bag with me and i felt so free and i wasn't wearing my boots i don't think either so I just and I had my bike, which is like 100 pounds. So I just actually felt free walking around the city. And it's so much different, in my opinion, to be able to walk through the city. And two things are very important. I was able to walk through the city without actually even having to think about working on a bike the next day, which I think is very overrated. I think people don't take into account that work infiltrates your actual mind when you're doing other things because you may get off Saturday and Sunday right so friday you thinking about working on friday you thinking about okay on saturday i'm off but then on sunday all you're thinking about is then I, I gotta go to work tomorrow so technically are you really off on sunday if all you're thinking about is okay i gotta be up at eight or i gotta be in bed today by nine because tomorrow i gotta be at work like and i it's one of those things but even when i was in the city i would still be like okay i'm not working today but i know i could have been working right now i would text one of my friends like oh damn is it is it busy today how is it i'm not sure if it's busy or not but that day i went to the city i didn't have to think about anything it was just a free flowing just a, a day just walking around the city uh we had went to where did we go we had went to chick-fil-a uh we had went to go we, went, we got fabric as we got um we're, uh, hadassah my cousin wanted a dress made by uh melissa the bamboo project clothing we do everything on this side um so you can see that dress when it's finished and you can see the different color that she actually had made fire ass dress on the bamboo project underscore clothing page you can go check that out um it's, i think it's great so she we went through some fabric for her because she wanted it in royal blue. So we went over there and I actually got I saw a lot of fabric that I liked um, for some things we're going to do later this year, maybe next year, depending on how the wholesale thing, wholesaling thing goes. Um, so, yeah, we went there. It was so much fabric in there. That I just was like, yeah, we're about to really fuck it up. We're about to really get we about to get to it. Like things. Just, ooh, ooh, y'all shouldn't have ever, ooh, y'all shouldn't have ever, never let me got where I'm at right now. OK, but anyways. 
Um, so we went there. Then we had went to go Chick Fil A to get something to eat, and then we had went to uh, home. No, we went to uh, Whole Foods. That's where we went to, and then we ended up going back home. But it just and we sat in the park and ate. Like we rarely ever just go out and just sit down and eat. I didn't have to think about work or nothing. I didn't have to think about getting back to work. I didn't have to think about my bike getting fixed. Nothing at all. I was just able to really just actually take it in and enjoy it and walk around. Like wow, this is. This feels so good to just be able to walk outside and not to think about nothing. So I enjoyed that. Um, and it's uh, two things happened this week. And I, I've, like I said, if you've been following the podcast, then you'll kind of understand more of what I'm talking about. And if not, then I'll give you a little bit of an idea. So I, I really believe in the laws of attraction. And my goal in life or one of my goals in life is to figure out how exactly it works almost to a T so I can kind of plan it out and see how it's applying to my life and what, what the signs are trying to tell me. So one thing I definitely have noticed is that, which is, yeah, huh, huh, huh. Okay. So as I was thinking about it right now, because what I was going to say is that usually when, uh, when something bad happens, right? I'll have I have my these ups and downs in my life where everything will be going really good or even better than really good. And then everything will just go bad. And when I say bad, it's not like, oh, you know, something here or there. It's just crazy, unexplainable things that you just got to go. But I couldn't. There's no way I could have planned for this to happen. Um, so that was happening for like the last honestly from like July to, to July, August, September, Yeah, pretty much July, August, September. Just wild shit was happening to me all the time and i have all the episodes have it all documented in the podcast just crazy shit every week it was something new was happening where it was just like bro you can't be serious um and i think i might have said it before in a different podcast where there's gonna come a time where i just get money like it and it's not it's the same thing as far as uh not making money or losing money where there's no it's no explaining it it just happens and i have these weird ups and downs so now i start to think about it I'm definitely in up period. And I may have said this before in the podcast, but usually the end of the year is normally when I make a lot of money around this time. And the reason I know that is because to even get this apartment that I'm here right now, I had to uh, work every day, work a lot so I could save up the money to get here. And I had made like $25,000 at the end of 2018. Yeah, about 2018 to make sure I had the money to move into this apartment. Um, and just to prove, like, you know, you have a uh, uh, good income. But after that, like in the summertime, you should be losing money. So right now, uh, my sister texted me yesterday and she told me that when my dad had passed, he left me some money. And it's about $4,000 that I'm going to get. So that's coming in right now. The $4,000 should be coming in this week or next week, right? Um, I got a, I got the check from Uber saying that, uh, I don't know, they owed me. They, there was a settlement that happened before. And now they're going to pay me more money because there was money left in the actual fund for the settlement, right? So there's that. So there's money coming from that. Then there was another settlement which happened probably within the last couple of weeks, maybe last two weeks, would you say, was the uh, caviar settlement? Within the last two weeks, they said they're going to give me $10,000 from the settlement. And it just, you, I, I can't plan for that stuff to come up because... I have no control over it, but it just seems that it's odd to me that it all happens in this kind of fashion. Um, and now, now I'm doing the real estate wholesaling thing, and I think, you know, we've been killing it. I feel like it's gotten to a point where I, I, comf- I can comfortably say 
we haven't gotten a deal yet, but we've gotten multiple contracts. And I feel like we can we can comfortably say we could do three deals a month, which could be which is equivalent to about thirty thousand dollars. And I think that's like on a low end. I think on a low end we could clear thirty thousand dollars a month. Which if you heard this podcast before, it's probably ridiculous coming from where I was at before when I would be like, yo, I was making like five hundred dollars a day, like I was seven hundred dollars, I was killing like seven hundred dollars in a week or two thousand dollars in a week. That's crazy. Like what? Now I can make thirty thousand dollars in a month on a on a bad month. That's what I'm assuming. I haven't made any money from it yet, but I have a lot of I have one deal that they already sent me a contract and I signed it and I sent it back. So I'm waiting on that. I got two more where the person is uh they just I talked to them this morning. They're gonna send me the contract for that. I have another one where the person is actually uh we're in we're in talks about it, which there's some tenants there. I said, oh, that's another thing too. All of this will be on the we have a wholesale video. We have a wholesale series. Um, and you can kind of get more information on it then because I don't want to use the podcast to talk about that too much, only because it would take up from whatever the podcast is gonna be about. So I'm gonna link that. Uh I'll link the series in this uh description on the uh if you're listening to this on like apple music or another podcast platform um and if you're watching it on youtube i'll put that in the description and you can also learn about wholesaling um we'll get more into it on that but like i said it's this whole thing i brought this up was because it's just so it's money that's just coming in and it was not like this a couple of weeks ago i got my brain wasn't thinking of this my brain was like oh my goodness i need to make five thousand dollars by the end of the year so i can pay off whatever bills i have that was my brain now my brain is is kind of like okay if i could make 40k that could be enough money to pay off all of my debt that i own and my loans anything else and i could make another 40k to to move to another place that has a better gym, has a better, we'll be in a one bedroom instead of a studio. And I just think it's so crazy how your brain just like, it flips to like, when you get to a new level, your brain doesn't even comprehend what you were at, what you were doing before. And it's just crazy because even when I was working at, uh, at the YMCA, I remember thinking like, yo, I got a check one time. It was like $998. I was like, yo, if I had worked every day that those last two weeks, and I came on time every day, I could have cleared a thousand dollars in two weeks. That would have been I would have made five hundred dollars each week to a thousand in a whole what? And now I'm talking about making ten thousand dollars in a week. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of low for me. So I just think that that's crazy. Um so oh uh, yeah, I also had a conversation with uh an old friend of mine, uh Jordan. And I will it's it's interesting. I'm, I'm gonna call him after the podcast because I'm just curious. Um, one of my toxic traits that I think I do is I tend to give too much information. I don't know if he felt like that, but Melissa felt like I was doing that on the phone with him. Um, now I think that if there was a scale, I think I probably, let's say that the highest information level was 10. I think I was probably doing like a 12 as far as offering information that wasn't asked for. Um, because I feel like if you offer somebody, um, like, if, if I come to you and say, hey, look at my painting, in my opinion, if somebody brings it to me, they want my critique of it. They want to know what I think about the painting. Other than that, I don't know why somebody would bring it to me because it's like, oh, do you want me to just go, oh, okay, you painted something. I feel like that's not the case. I feel like you either you want me to validate you and be like, oh, you're, so, you're a great painter or you want me to say what I don't like about the painting or whatever my true feelings are. That's what I assume. So I don't know why anybody would bring something to somebody else and go, huh? All right, I don't want you to say nothing about it. I just want you to look at it. It's like okay, um, so I was critiquing the music because he had talked. He had uh, hit me up because he was uh, he's an artist and he wanted me to kind of do uh, like some 
PR for him and then also maybe some like accounting type work in terms of like keeping track of his funds. More like a, more like a financial advisor or consult, financial consultant, I think is better. I think an advisor, you actually need a license and things like that for as, as well as an accountant. So it would be more so of me just kind of looking over the numbers of things, make sure things are right reaching out to different people who I can get him to be on that platform to kind of bring his brand up, just things like that. So we were having that conversation and he wanted me to hear his music. So he put it on and then I was giving my, I was giving my uh, critical advice of like, okay, I think that I like the sound of it. I don't like the wording choice. I don't like the, you know, this little thing here, that little thing there, but I do see, you know, where you could put your music at. Um, but after we got the phone, Melissa felt like that I was giving too much information and I, not too much information that I was offering my advice when it wasn't asked for. Um, so like I said, I'm actually going to call him to find out if he felt like that. And also because we have to talk about the compensation of uh, us going forward with that situation. Um, and then this the other thing, too, that I really want to touch on is that I feel like um, I feel really good, like really happy, really, really good and it's it's so crazy because i can't one second that's nephi how much time are we at that's funny um, no i'm gonna call it back i'm gonna call it back um so yeah, that's my sister. Oh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring that up too. Um, so where was I? Oh yeah, as far as like being happy, it's so crazy because like I love this. Sometimes I love is basketball, right? And this is probably the only other thing I can remember that I felt like this about in terms of on my day to day basis. And what I mean by that is when I'm doing real estate now, you never like you hear people say this all the time. Or you've heard the saying of like eat, drink, eat, sleep, and what's the other one? And drink like whatever you're doing, like real estate or basketball, whatever your passion is. And it's so crazy because I really have dreams now about negotiating deals that I'm currently doing. So I'm like, I'll be sleeping like, damn, I could have said that. I should have said this. I should have said that. And I'll wake up in the middle of the night and just be thinking about it. Then I'll get up at four o'clock in the morning at six o'clock in the morning and I'll just be looking for deals on my, on, on my iPad, on my iPad, Let's say I have a, on my iPad that I purchased, you know, um, and I'll just be on the computer, on my laptop. I'll just be looking to find deals on my, I'm just writing in the numbers, trying to see if the, if the comparables work to see if it's a good value for the, for the, for the house, if it's a good deal. And it's like, then it comes to eating food. I'm just like, I'll be hungry for food, but then it's almost like, I don't, I would, I would rather finish finding a deal or finish what I'm working on with that deal than eat. So I have like if food is brought, I'll eat it, but it's not a situation where I'm like, I need to go eat right now. I'll just, it, I put it on a, it's not the top of my list of what's important. So it just keeps sliding down and sliding down. So I end up doing seven, eight, nine things before I actually end up eating. Cause I'm like, oh wait, I got to send this deal. I'm like, oh shit, before I send a deal, I, look, I gotta look over the contract. And then before I look over the contract, I'm like, shit, I don't know what this contract means. I got to read the contract. Next thing you know, three hours went by, I didn't eat anything, but I'm like, I feel it in my stomach, but I don't, I want to finish what I'm doing. And like I said, I, I get up in the middle of the night to do it. I'll go to bed, uh, late two or three in the morning, wake up again at seven and start doing it again. Uh, what else? I, then I get up and do it for eight, nine hours. And the only time I don't do it for that long is if we have something else to do. 
But other than that, I'm pretty much doing that all day. And it's funny now because I think when we first started, we were looking for deals most of the time. But now we're trying. Now we are like trying to get the contract close. Before we was like, what is a deal? How to find one? So we spent 12 hours doing that every a day, a day, 10 to 12 hours, eight to 12 hours a day doing that. But now our eight to 12 hours a day are more so like, uh, I guess creating the deal. So like trying to figure out what to talk to them, what to say to them, how to get it close, how to get more deals from that agent. Like, okay, we could talk to them about that. So I just think that it's a really interesting thing in place that we're at right now. But like I said, I feel, I feel so happy. I feel so good. I just enjoy everything I'm doing. I just, I just like, I feel like everything I planned out to happen is happening right now. It's happening very slowly. I feel like the YouTube channel is. I feel like the YouTube channel that we have is starting to grow. We getting uh, subscribers like every night or not every night, but like every other night, probably two or three. And I think it's so crazy because we used to, we used to look at the, we probably have screenshots. We look at it. It was like five subscribers. And we just look at this shit like, damn, it says five. Like we only got five subscribers. I mean, every time we get one, even now we be like, oh shit, we got one. We got another one. We had six. Oh shit, we hit nine. Man, this was like last year. So I just think it's funny that we're at 110 right now. Um, and I think that it, it helps because we, the way I, I I structured the the Bamboo Project and the way I structured the this the life that we have in general was for us to be able to to make content based off what we do every day. And there's up and downside to that. The upside of that is you always have content. The downside of that is you have to always be doing something to have content. So it's kind of like a thing that keeps you in place or it's almost like the, I want to call it the hedonic treadmill. I feel like that's the name of it. Um, or either the hedonic treadmill, what was the other one? The last lows hierarchy? No, that's not it. No, that's not it. That's a needs one. There's one, actually that is part of it too, the, high, the last lows hierarchy of needs. That falls into the, the structure that I have for the podcast, for the project too. Yeah, you stress that one. You stress is the one that I'm talking about. That might be the same as the hedonic, hedonic treadmill, but I don't remember. But that pretty much means that you have to have a certain amount of stress to get to be productive. Because if you have no stress, you don't want to move. So it's like if 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 uh what was I gonna say? So right, if we have nothing to do, we won't have any content. So we have to always be doing something to have content, but it, it's like a circle that comes back around because the more that we do, the better that we get at things, the better we get at things, the better content we have, the better content we have, the more that we can do because it makes money for us. And then we can do something with the money to re- reintroduce that or reinvest that into ourselves. So like I said, it's like a circle it just keeps going around and around and that's the plan. And it's the circle, the circle is going to just get bigger and bigger. So like I said, now that I, I can, in it, I, I can see it now. I can actually see the stuff coming up. I can I can see the 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 gaps that weren't that weren't filled before. I can they're they're filled now. And one of the problems that I had before was that I knew what I wanted to do. I had it in my mind like, okay, this is my plan for what I want to do to get there. But the pro, the issue is if and I say this all the time, if you're trying to count or you know do your 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 alphabet from A to Z, you cannot go from A to C unless you say B. You can't, otherwise you're not saying the alphabet. So my problem was I can see C. I know that C comes after B, but I couldn't think of what what B was. I'm like I don't know how to get from B to C. Like I don't know what I don't know what that is. So now I feel like okay, I've filled in those holes, I filled in those gaps, and now I can actually see what's ahead of me. I can, I can go, oh okay, I know how to get there now. Before I knew where I wanted to go, but now I know I have the tools to get there, and I think that that really helps a lot with all the projects that we have. So I'm just, like I said, I'm really excited just to kind of do everything, get everything done. I just feel like I'm actually productive all the time. I feel like I'm doing things. I used to hate there would be days. I just feel like 
Like you have to just come up with something to do. You gotta just like kind of drag yourself along. Like okay, you could be doing something. Maybe you could like dust, or maybe you could wipe something down, or maybe you could like wash your. Hair. You could do something, Don. Just try something to do, and it would be struggle to find something to do because it's like there are days you just sit there and think like okay, I'm not feeling productive, but does that mean that I should be doing something and be and feel busy? Because I feel that that's also a trap that people get into where they feel like, okay, I'm busy, so I'm productive. And that's not the case. You can be running around doing things, but if what you're doing is not either going to reduce the stress that you have or uh, make it more efficient for you to do something else, or three, get you closer to whatever goals you have, then you're just being busy. You're just like, oh, I did some stuff, I did some stuff. And uh, here's an easy way to find out whether or not you're doing something that is busy work or not busy work. If you think of something that you have to do and then you do something else, that's busy work. So if you think, okay, I need to clean the house. I don't want, okay, but instead of cleaning the house, I'm going to write down my homework. And it's like, yeah, sure, that helps. But what you really need to do is you need to uh, do clean the house. You do that first. Um, so like I said, that's, it's, it's just one of those, those things, those little tips that kind of help me and and identifying where I'm at and how happy I am. So, um, also with the real estate thing, right? It's crazy because, uh, me and my friends used to, <coughs> excuse me, my was getting dry. We used to do this thing, right? Where we would just call girls randomly. So like he would have a friend or a girl that he, that he knows that has her number and he would give it to me. And then I would call her and I would pretend to be him. And I would just try, or I pretend to be somebody else. I would just try and keep her on the phone for as long as possible. That was the goal. And we would just do it. And then we would try and kind of get it to where we were almost like cuffing. That's That was like one, once once we got to that point, we got off the phone. Like, oh, shit, here we go. He's cuffing. So that pretty much means that I would call a girl I don't know, right? I feel like it must be some hair that I got in my nose from somewhere. I feel like it must be on here. It has to be on here because I feel it in my nose. And now I'm fucking sniffling. Um, So... Imagine this, right? I will call a girl up on the phone and she'll be like, hello? I'll be like, yeah. She's like, who is this? And I'll be like, yo, do you have, uh, you know, no, I would say, do you remember, you remember me from third grade or whatever? Fifth, yeah. Here's an example. I'll be like, you remember me from high school? She was like, no, I don't remember you. I'm like, you don't remember me? I should sit behind you in geometry class. She was like, no. I was like, yeah, I was just seeing how you're doing, what you up to, right? And she'll be like, oh, nothing. I'm just chilling, right? Once I get there, I'm just chilling and I'm good. I just like, oh, okay, well, you know, what'd you have for breakfast? Oh, I had eggs and bacon. Eggs? Why'd you have eggs instead of waffles? Oh, I don't really like waffles. You don't like waffles. Listen, listen. Waffles are the best breakfast to have because you have your protein. You got your blueberries. You just, but the, the, the point of it was to keep them on the phone and keep them talking. And then you have to then run game. And now you got to get them attracted to you. So now you got to say things that they will be, that they will find attractive. You bring in sex to it. And then by the end of the night or the end of the phone call, she's like, oh my God, you just, I can't. And once you get them doing that, like I said, the other guys on the phone will be like, oh, here we go. He's going to be on the phone for two more hours just cuffing, talking about how cute she is and oh my God. And she she don't need, she need to learn better and he needs to call her dad. There's all types of stuff. But like I said, the main purpose was to be able to call somebody you've never spoken to before, keep them on the phone, and then honestly, I mean, it's funny because we, we were never trying to fuck them. Cause we, would, we would never try to fuck them. It was just trying to get better at talking on the phone because each of us realized that we had problems with I guess cold calling. One issue was that we had was opening. We we didn't know how. Not all of us. Each one of us had a different problem. My specific, uh, uh, not strategy. What I was good at 
was the middle. I'm really good at the middle. The middle is amazing for me. And opening is pretty good. Uh, one of my other friends is really good at closing. That was my biggest issue because I closing means you have to cross that line. And which means you have to finally let the person know you're trying to fuck. You got to let them know at some point. You can't just be middle all the time. Otherwise, they would just find you as a friend. They won't want to fuck. My issue was that. But when you close with something, you have to be like, this is what I want. You have to say exactly what you want. So that's he was really good at that. He would. But the thing was, he had no middle. So he would be on the phone like, yeah, what you for breakfast? Uh, hey, you want to fuck? You trying to fuck right now? <laughs> and we would be like, bro, that's not going to work. He's not comfortable with you. Like, what do you mean you want to fuck? What's wrong with you? That's not how that works. So and then the other friend, like he would be able to like get them to open because he would talk. But then he didn't really know what to talk about in the middle. He was he was OK at the middle, but he wasn't strong at the middle. He wasn't really getting much information out of it, but he was good at opening. Um, and kind of get him into that comfortable zone. So I just think it was kind of funny how we all did that and how it helps now with real estate and uh, calling real, uh, uh, realtors and things like that. It's just funny how it all comes back full circle. Um, and like I said last week, we had the Bamboo Project Sports had a pickup game. And I think it's so good and cool because it's also working how I wanted it to work. Uh, Adriel followed the page and he, uh, no, he posted the videos on his Instagram story. And then... He, uh, cause I posted the videos on YouTube of us playing basketball for like 11 videos from last week and he posted them and somebody, we got like two or three followers and videos got views as soon as they went up. So I just think, like I said, it's, you start from one square one, you keep building on top of that. And that's what we're doing right now. Oh, right. I, I forgot to post it in my story. Fuck. Damn. You should have recorded. It was on her page, right? What's that? Okay. So a girl um to get, get, get this is crazy right so we were just sitting in the house and was it me or you who found it it was you okay yeah i saw it and then i sent it to you because i didn't okay no you sent it to me i sent it back to you no you sent it to you, to you. i saw the notification because we both logged into the profile yeah but i didn't pay it any mind because i thought it was spam like i didn't even really yeah i opened it but i didn't hear anything my sound was off yeah Oh, this, this, that's fine. Um, yeah, exactly. So she saw it, right? And a a, a woman, we don't call, we keep listening. She's part of the family now. She's a cousin. Now she's a cousin. She's the one of the Bamboo Project cousins. So she had used Melissa's singing that she had posted, I guess, on SoundCloud, and she had used it in her story. Now this person or one of our cousins that used it is not from here. They're in another country. They were used. They have a different language. I couldn't I had to press like C translation on Instagram, but they had made a video on Instagram of them using a like a surfboard type of thing. I guess they were practicing or showing off or doing like a brand deal. And they chose to use Melissa's singing of a, a cover of another song for the background music for that. I'm going to put that in the video below too. That's it's, it's mind blowing. It's like, it's like, yo, like I said earlier, you're starting to see the things start to come. It's not quick and fast. It's like there's there's no such thing as overnight success. They say it takes like 30 years or 10 years to be overnight success. And I just think it's so funny. But like just to see it, the fact that somebody found Melissa's music and that they actually took it and said, oh, I, I fuck with this. And then, here's the crazy thing, too. It's not even her song. It's just a song that she covered. And they wanted to play. They liked her singing so much. They wanted to put it on in her music and in, in her video i just think that shit is crazy i think that whole shit is crazy and i feel like something else happened too but like i said people want to people want the dresses people want to see the videos people want to hear the singing people want to try the food people listen listen people have hit me up for the financing uh stuff people have hit me up for uh excel spreadsheets i like i said it's getting to a point where it's just like I, i'm seeing it i'm seeing it the, the vision is getting wider it's like it's, it started off like i knew what i wanted to get to but now i could like see the whole picture um 
So that is uh, my life update. And as far as last week goes, uh, the episode playback, I really uh, wanted to let Melissa know uh, that. I mean, I'm going to tell her again. I think she did great producing last week and great producing in sense of like keeping me on in the time check, uh, letting me know if I miss anything, if I didn't say anything, uh, writing on a board so I could just kind of see where I'm at. It's a lot of things like that. It, it helped a lot with the uh, with the podcast. Um, and it was something else, too. I just think overall last week was the greatest production that we've had on the podcast and not in terms of like a uh, post-production, like, um, you know, f- uh, editing, but like actual production during the podcast, like live production. I think last week was great. I think today is also great. Um, excuse me. I would definitely say it's the top podcast um, by my standards in terms of what the final goal of the podcast should probably look like. It will be something like last week with probably a little bit of minor tweaks here and there. And like I said, one thing about our content is that as we grow, so does our content, which is why a lot of people that I'd be seeing on social media, particularly YouTube, they get stuck because they are not doing anything in their life. Their life is the same. So all you're going to get is the same content. No, because like I said, one day you're going to see us doing videos in our new apartment. That's fire. You're going to see us having meetings with people that you would want to be in rooms with doing deals with people we're gonna be all over the place we're gonna have a bunch of houses we're gonna have a bunch of dogs and kids it's gonna you're gonna see us actually grow into like phenomenal individuals and it's it's i think it's a lot it's a it's a better story when you can actually see a person and see them go from nothing to something and they actually do that you know i, I hate to watch people on youtube who are like just reaction channel videos. Like, it's like all I do is reaction videos. All I just do is pranks. All I do is just regular stuff. Like I said, there's people, for me, my favorite YouTube, uh, even channel in general would be DK4L. Those are my, that's my favorite channel that I, they don't really post as much now for, you know, whatever personal reason they have. Um, but that's what I like to fuck with. I grew up, I don't want to say I grew up, but uh, my first, like four years ago, five years ago or so, when I first started thinking about doing YouTube, I, it's because of their channel. I was like, what the fuck is this? I remember seeing their channel and being like, they have more subscribers than the Breakfast Club. I'm like, how is that possible? How does these two black kids who are young at that point, they might be, I think Ken is my age maybe and his girlfriend, Diera, is uh, I think two years younger than me or three years younger than me. I don't know. But I'm just like, how are they getting views of 10 million views? How are they like doing getting subscribers that are more than the than big brand like Oprah? Like my brain couldn't understand it. And I was watching. I'm like, so they just put a video of, of of him pranking her about him cheating. That's it. So I went through a rabbit hole watching all the videos. I watched, I'm like, oh, I could do this. So I started trying to watch other people's videos to figure out, okay, what do I want to make my YouTube channel? I'm like, I have to find a, like a niche in a sense, but I don't want it to be so niche that I can't step outside the box because a lot of people tend to fall into that situation where they feel like, okay, I am a, a tech YouTuber. So I have to do a bunch of tech reviews. And it's like, well, one day you want to post your kids, because at the end of the day, you don't want to have to live your life and edit everything you do, which, which is one of the topics of being a poor slave and a, a rich slave, where it's like you want to be able to do things you want to do. Kelly Stamps, another YouTuber I fuck with now, um, shout out to her for her last video. I feel like she is, that's the kind of content that I like, but she also talked about in that video that she feels as though you have to make certain content for the algorithm and things like that, which is cool. Um, I mean, she got more subscribers from it, but what I, what I ultimately want is I want to have a situation where I could put up a video of me 
and Melissa going to Target or just going to just do regular stuff. And people would want to watch it. People would want to be like ask us questions because I want to build, like I said, I want to build a family of people. So it's like I want to be able to have people be a part of my life and them want to because they see where I came from before and to show them they could do that same thing. So that's kind of the, the route I want to take. I don't want to have to get up and be like, okay, um, I am a water bottle expert. So every day I make videos going to be about water bottles. And I'm just going to do water bottle videos because it, it, the thing is with YouTube that people don't, people who watch YouTube don't understand how this works. Um, so I'm going to explain and break it down for you. The majority of videos that you see, especially if they're really good videos, take lots of editing, like extreme amounts of editing. If it's a really, really, really high end type video, it's going to take a lot of editing where you people are probably re-saying things over and over again. People are like cutting things out. People are planning it beforehand. People are writing the scripts out what they want to say. You have to get people involved. You have to find out what camera you want to use. You got to find out when to shoot. If the sun is up, the sun is down. If it's going to snow that day, you got to figure out how you look on it. It's so many things that go into it. And then you get a final product of like a seven or 12 minute video. And you're like, oh, that was fun to watch. And then it's like, okay, that was it. But they put so much into it. And I don't want to give that much to YouTube or give that give. Yeah, I don't want to give that much to YouTube where I feel like now I'm dependent on killing myself just so that I can get a 12 minute video out that somebody wants to watch. Like I said, I, that's that's too much for me. I would rather be able to be like, hey, I went to the park today and play basketball and people like, yo, I want to see Donovan play ball. Like, I would love to see that because I think that people people would love to see Beyonce fucking eat ice cream. Like if she put a video right now for eating ice cream and try and just trying different ice cream, it would get a whole bunch of video, a whole bunch of views. Not because it's edited well, because people want to see what she's doing. So I want to build a community of family where people are like fucking with me personally, not just the things that I, uh, not my job, I guess, if that makes sense. That's why I kind of made my job my life. So that it's like, if you like me for my job, that is me. That is what I am. That's who I, that's what I do. Um, so Oh yeah, that's what I'm gonna say too. I didn't say I didn't say this last week. I forgot. Um, so when I went to the to play basketball last week, right? Not last week, the week before last week. So last week's podcast. Um, the guy or the coach that was there had actually talked to me about making videos for him because he has a coaching, I guess, program that he does. Uh, it's called KYDA, and he's asking if I could do a video for them. And I'm like, sure. And I think that's funny. Like I said, everything I do. I want it to be based off my life. So if I go and make videos for him, that goes on YouTube. That's a part of the Bamboo Project. I get paid for that. I get paid to make videos about something I love to do and put on YouTube. Am I going out of my way to make a video about something? No. I, my days consist of me going to record a game or record some people playing and then making a video out of it. And for him, I take that same thing and put it on YouTube. I'm not going out of my way, out of my zone to then try and make money on YouTube. I don't want to do that. Like I said, YouTube is just a platform. It's not the only platform that's out there. It's a lot. There are many things out there that exist that people want to make money on. Um, YouTube is one of them. So I just think that you people should take into account, like, okay, get your bag on YouTube and just make sure you're killing them. Kill a kill, like, kill game if you can. Um, so, oh, excuse me. So, yeah, that is it for episode playback. Um, I had a dominant question. I thought I wrote it down. Let me check my phone. It's not on the notes on the screen, so I'm going to check. Yeah, I don't remember. I had a que- I don't remember what the question was. Um, I mean, if I remember it, then I'll say it, but I probably won't because I have other things to talk about. Um, 
So the first topic that I want to bring up is what makes a girl a hoe, right? Um, actually, I'm going to start off with the rich slaves versus poor slaves thing first because we were already talking about that before. Um, I think that people... Okay, let me talk about... Let's see. I don't know if I should start with this. Um, okay, so... Uh, I think people get upset now because they because they feel like the term slave is used very loosely, right? Um, and I think the term slave is used to mean that you are not able to do what you want to do. I think that's how the term is interpreted now. Um, you have to be where somebody else tells you to be, and I think it's more so of a mental thing when people say you're a slave because it, it's a it's a slave of your mind of where you feel like oh my like. Somebody's beating you, but it's not physically, it's mentally. You are a slave mentally. And I think it's harder for people to recognize it because you don't actually see any change. You don't see any, you don't see it physically, not hurt physically, but you know it's there. It's almost like, honestly, it's almost like having like a uh, a mental disability where people go, you seeing things you're like, yeah, I've seen it, but nobody else sees it. But every, if, if you, you feel probably similar to a slave mentally. You feel like I have to be here. I have to go there. Whether it's true or not, it's, it's, you know, it's up to you. But that's what you feel like. I'm pretty sure if I had to guess, slaves felt like I have to make money. I have to make sure I provide for my family. I have to make sure that I'm going to work. Otherwise, we're going to die or get killed, whatever the case might be. They felt like that. Then now, whether now if they all felt like that, black people wouldn't be where we are today. So back in the day, you had some slaves who, or people who were, I guess, who people who were slaves physically but not mentally. Those are the same people who became uh free people physically because in their brain they said i'm not a slave i'm just in a slave position that's not what i am though so because until i figure out how to get out of this i'm gonna be here and i think if you think that you're a slave mentally but i don't want to say that because people don't think that that's what they are if you feel like you're a slave you probably are like if you feel that like oh i gotta do this shit again fuck i gotta go to do this oh i hate going to this I'm pretty sure slaves would get up in the morning. You think the slaves would get up in the morning talking about some, oh, let's go pick some cotton today. I'm excited. Let's go. Woo, yay, woo. Probably not. They probably was like, it's going to be hot as shit today. I got to go out there. I don't get paid. I get some bullshit ass food. I can barely afford to, I can afford, I barely, can, I don't get no real good food. I'm just here. And like I said, because it's not physical, people kind of tend to um, downplay it because they don't see the change. You're not getting beat. But you go to work and your boss will tell you, you're going to do what I tell you to do or you're going to get fired. And you feel like, what? But you can't do nothing about it. You're not going to punch him. You're not going to fight him. You ain't going to do shit. You're going to sit there and take it. And you're going to do that every day you go to work. You're going to get up every day to go to work to be abused mentally by somebody that you can't do anything to. Honestly, same thing as a slave mentally. Y'all the same person. There's nothing you can do about it. And what you what, what kept a, a slave in mind or in place before was... What would possibly happen to me if I was to uh, try and rebel, right? Their situation was if I try to rebel, I might be homeless. I might lose my family. I might get killed. My family might get killed, right? Now, today you feel like, well, if I don't go to work, have a job, I can't provide for myself. I can't provide for my family. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have debt. I have to pay off. I have a school loan I have to pay for. And you just feel tired. You feel like kind of held down by all the different things. And like I said, it's not the same thing physically. It's a mental thing. The only difference I would say mentally, and even then, I don't know if that, that might be better. 
if people would rather be dead than have to be, I'm pretty sure a lot of people feel like they would rather be dead. And honestly, if we're being completely honest, now that I think about it, that is exactly what it is. At least before when you were a slave, I'm, like, just, I'm, I'm assuming, if you wanted to die, you could just die. They could just kill you. They could just be like, All right, oh, I'm going to run away. Oh, I got killed. That's what it is. I, a lot of people have said, if you, you might have heard this quote before, that death is better than bondage. And the way that we live our life now is a bondage lifestyle. And what I mean by that is when you take drugs, when you do alcohol, when you smoke weed, if you're doing hookah, you're taking medication, that's bondage. It's tying you to, you want to call it life, if you want to call it that, right? Um, so now you think, now again, you might be confused by that. So if you, was a, if you were a slave, right, and somebody's beating you every day, you got to work in the hot sun. And all this other crazy stuff that they might have. You get you get terrible food. Somebody's raping you. Somebody's raping your wife. Somebody's raping your kids maybe. Who knows what could be happening back then. Um, would you rather be alive or dead? You might say, life is not that bad. You could just, it just, it's, no. You might actually say it's better to die back then. You might say that, right? But it's funny now that you would say it's better to be alive and be able to do drugs and do alcohol and smoke weed and be on medication. You don't feel to take lean and oxycontin and things like that. So you don't feel anything because what you're trying to do is you're trying to feel dead. You're trying to feel nothing. That's what you're trying to do. Your goal is to it, the, 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 the perils of life are are uh, are holding you down so much that you're like, damn, I feel stressed all the time. I don't want to feel the stress anymore. What can I do to not feel the stress? And you take drugs, you eat food that makes you, that all represses all of that stress. And like I said, it's a chain, but it's not a chain. Honestly, that's, that's more of a chemical chain. There's not the physical chain anymore. You don't see that. You don't, you don't see it around your ankles and things like that, but it's still more of the same thing. And like I said before, people would just probably commit suicide all the time. Now it's more, it's probably seen as more of like a, oh my God, they killed themselves. You can't do that. Now that you, we don't want you to do that. But honestly, that's technically the only freedom that you would have to do is to be able to kill yourself, which is a weird thing because it's like that's always something that I always use as a uh, as a indicator for who has the power in the situation. Right. And this is what I talk about when I say women have the power and men don't because and it's on a grand scale. If every woman decides to take their power, which is their life and say, I'm going to take it away. You don't you can't you you're going to die. Like, if I take my power away, you can't do anything. You're going you're gonna to sit here and you're going to die. So you need me to have more kids. The world needs me. The human population needs a woman to be able to keep going. It ain't going to go nowhere if she just, if all women decide, you know what? Y'all bullshitting us. We're killing ourselves. What you going to do now? You're going to sit there. Everybody's going to die. You're going to sit around trying to figure out, damn, how the fuck do we go on without a woman? Well, nah, that's the problem. So in a situation, you always think about, okay, if somebody were to die, who would lose out on a situation? Now, if you think about a business, right? If all the employees die or all the people die, the business is going to die. If the business dies, people don't die. We still will be fine. That's how that works. We'll be able to walk around, get another business, start another business, whatever the case might be. But you try running a, a business with no people. How that going to work? How you going to run anything? You going to run McDonald's, nobody there? Nobody making the food, nobody bringing the food, nobody doing nothing. You just got the McDonald's just up by itself. Ain't nothing happening, it's just there. Who, who going who gonna to do that? If the people don't buy the food, nobody comes to the place, it's not going to be there. So if you think about slavery back in the day, the slaves were way more valuable than the people who owned them. Same thing it is now. The people are way more valuable than the thing that we eat or whatever the case might be. But if I told you that, which is why I said about the whole uh, committing suicide thing, is if you decide to take your own life, then you are taking the power that you have away from somebody else. But the people who know say, damn. 
we can't have people because we the people who put these things in place already know damn we stress you guys out so much but we can't have you guys kill yourself because if everybody started killing themselves who are we gonna sell these products to y'all can't do that so what we're gonna do is you have a school loan debt well how about this okay how about this we got some weed okay we got some weed Oh, we got some alcohol. You could, you could drink some alcohol. You won't even feel anything. You won't feel nothing. You're going to be relaxed. You're going to sit in your bed and you're going to be like, oh, I'm lying. You won't feel that either because that's not that's not what it sounds like when you when you smoke. It sounds more like this. How does it sound when you smoke? I don't know how it sounds. Here's how it sounds, right? I got you. It sounds like a person who is not satisfied with what they did, but... How does a stuck person sound? What does that sound like? That's what it sounds like. But it's not It's not like a, oh, shit. It don't feel like that. I don't think it feels like that unless I'm wrong. Yeah. Or all drugs. I feel like it's more like a. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think that, the, I think that you feel whatever you're feeling in that moment. You feel present, more or less. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're probably not worrying about the things that you need to worry about or that are plaguing you. You're just there. You listen to good music, that's all you're focusing on. Mm, another way of keeping people, keeping the black man down is that bullshit music, but yeah. If you're eating food, it's busting. Mm-hmm. She's she naming all the things right now that's going to fuck you up. Food, what else you got? <laughs> she said music and food. I'm listening. TV got you sitting there doing nothing. Come on, these are she's naming all the things that she will do that will make you do nothing. But I'm listening. Yeah, especially if it's like uh, if it's visually, like you know how visuals look like for when you're hot. Yeah. Like, lots of colors is swirling around like Adult Swim basically. Uh huh. If you're watching that, it, everything's vibrant. Everything's just hilarious. Yeah. yeah. That's the main thing. And I think we. Have you ever seen a, a party where everybody is, is off weed? No. I went to a party one time, and I was the only person. Zombies. Huh? I'm listening. I went to a party, and I was the only person that did not smoke. Because I know that smoking, for me personally, puts me very, very down. Especially, I can't get crossfaded. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes me very, very, like, it's just down. Down energy. I'm going to want to fall asleep. If I'm around people I don't know very well, that's not a good look. So I only drink because drinking, I'm more alert. Mm-hmm. I'm still up. I don't feel like when I smoke and drink at the same time, I feel like I need to go to sleep. I feel like I might pass out. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time I was at a party where I was I was drinking. Everybody else was crossfaded. And everyone was literally like in the, like slumped in the couch. They were ha- you think that you're doing everything in your brain. You think you're bobbing to the music. You think mm-hmm. you're dancing. You think you're doing whatever it is that you're doing. Having a whole conversation. But you're in yourself. You're in your brain. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm, I'm upside down twerking on the wall. Running around. Spinning around in the chair. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very like up. Like very high. Yeah. So, so the word I said, I said zombies. That's what I said. Yeah. And that, I think that's so weird because it's like... is I think it's so strange that people that you you endure so much stress that you would rather feel nothing at all than remove the stress that makes you feel like that it like do you know it feels better than both enjoyment enjoying your life feels better and having a passion what if you don't you, you haven't experienced that I'm, do they have everybody has 
Everybody has. They just don't know how to, they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to like recreate it. But I feel like, what? It's funny, I was like, you can't get a dime bag of passion and enjoyment. No, you can't buy that. You got, And that's the problem. You got to work for it. You can't, anything that you're going to get that's, that's worth having, you have to work for it. So, which is uh, on the Bamboo Project's website, right in the slogan. Um, but yeah, it, it, that's the problem. You have to work for anything that you actually want to have. And that's where it comes from. You can't go out and buy, which is what the problem is with people who end up being rich. You cannot go out and buy happiness. You cannot go out and buy enjoyment and fulfillment. You cannot buy those things. You can buy things that help you to be more efficient, that make you feel good. Sure. You want to get a nicer car? You feel like you like the car when you go and see it? Sure. Is it going to make you happy? No. If you're already unhappy, the car's not going to make you happy. If you're already happy and you have a car, Bro, you're the happiest guy in the world. You like yo, my life is amazing. I have a I'm I love myself. I love my woman. My car is fire. I love my kids. I love my dog. Everything is just great. But if you if you in a shitty movie like fuck, I got ten million dollars. I fought this fucking car. I, I, yeah, the car costs four four hundred thousand dollars, but I mean I still gotta pay for the fucking wheels and shit. And I just like oh man. And you just be stressed. It don't matter, the car not gonna fix that. You could drive and you ain't you ain't driving nowhere stress you're gonna drive somewhere and you're gonna be like they're gonna be stuck in traffic like i got four hundred dollars four hundred thousand dollar car and i gotta sit here in traffic with it if you happy you like yo you see my car this shit, this shit cute right yeah i'm gonna sit right here in this traffic you're gonna see my shit all for the next three hours you're gonna look right at my car and be like damn this car is fired when you feel good that's how you feel you're just like yeah i just feel good um so as far as rich slaves and poor slaves go the problem is that you can have a lot of money and still feel like that so i'm gonna use youtube as an example right um, or I can see YouTube or the music industry, which is why everybody always says slave. Honestly, entertainment in its in itself is I can't even say that either because it's not only entertainment. Uh, music, it's everything. Music, right? Exactly. It's what you allow to to make you feel like either a rich slave or a poor slave. Honestly, a rich slave is probably better. I've had to guess. Honestly, I don't know. I think I've I've heard that poor slavery is way better than rich slavery because rich slavery you have more things that that mentally enslave you when you're poor all you're thinking about is probably eating and paying the rent when you're rich you're thinking about i gotta pay for uh you know i gotta pay their bills i gotta pay my my daughter's tuition i gotta pay my son's tuition i gotta pay for my car no i gotta pay for my mortgage i gotta pay for groceries i gotta pay to do whatever you just have more things you gotta worry about when you have more money because you're probably buying more things that's probably usually how it works so it's like I said, think of each one of those things as a shackle. Each thing that you have to worry about is something that stresses you out every day. If every day the only thing you have to worry about was, did my dog shit on the rug today? You went out to the thing to check. You're like, all right, I'm good. But if you came home from a long ass day of work of somebody busting your ass all day, all day, busting your balls every single all day, you come home and your dog shit on the carpet, you you might lose your brain. You might kill your dog because you're like, I need to get this out and I'm going to kill my dog because obviously he's fucking retarded. That's what's going to happen. But if you if you come home from a great ass day and you step on some, you're like, this dog shit on the carpet. You're like, fuck, I'm going to clean it up and clean it up and you go about your day. But that's that, that, that doesn't happen if you're unhappy. So as far as the industries go, right, think about it like this. If you have a uh, if you have like a uh, uh, what do they call those people? <sighs> funny name the stockbroker it's an interesting name um it's more so the people that that trade traders i guess you call them traders right so 
they I consider them to be slaves too, but they're rich slaves because they say the computer all day and their job is to make money for somebody else. That they get paid a bigger commission on it, but they still also now have more expenses. So now they have to buy their car that's expensive. And at the end of the day, the only person that doesn't have to worry about that is the person who owns the company. Those are used to people say it all the time. People talk about it all, all the time. It's the person that does not uh have to be in the office every day. That's that's the free person. And that's my goal is to be that kind of free, which is why they always talk about passive income. Um uh, my sister, oddly enough, likes to go to work, but she wants passive income. Um, so it's like that's that's her choice. She chooses to go to work, that's what she wants to do. But me personally, I don't know. Yeah, she likes the structure of work. I just personally think that like I said, it's there's different kinds of slaves. So somebody might come get up every single day and hate going to to trade stocks and make eight million dollars a year, but they they're in the same spot you're in. They're on the train going to work. Maybe they're in an Uber in traffic. Either way, then they go back home. And this is why it's funny because you will work all day, go home, and you're gonna be tired. You're gonna be met, and it's funny, right? It's never physically pain that you feel. It's not like somebody's at work, a slave back in the day beating you. It's you just go home and your body is not. Isn't it weird too? This has, your brain is tired. Your body is fine. You you probably said that before. Like damn, I feel like my body is like my brain is. Just, I'm just exhausted mentally. You probably felt like that or said that before. If you're going out to a place that you hate to be at, it drains you mentally. You go back home. You're not gonna really enjoy life. Yeah, those those uh, uh, um, arbitrary numbers in your bank account don't really mean anything if you can't buy something. Because now you got to buy something. What's that going to do? Is that is the is you buying something going to fix the problems that you currently have, which are what they're stressing your job? No, it's not. It's not gonna fix it. It's not gonna. So having that money doesn't do anything. Can it add to you if you are already happy? Yes. Which is why I keep saying there's a rich slave versus a poor slave. You can make a whole bunch of money and still be a slave. You can make no money and still be a slave. You can make no money and be free. Which is why you see a lot of people who are homeless who will be like, yeah, I'm fine. I actually talked to people in New York uh, between, me, yeah, yeah, between me and my friend. We used to talk to people and they would say like, yeah, yeah, I, just, I, cho- I choose to be homeless. Like, it's easier. And somebody that is not homeless would probably like, why would you choose to be homeless? That's stupid. You would think like that doesn't make any sense, right? But what do they worry about every day? They worry about getting food, and, and he mind you, they were homeless by choice, so they had money. And some people even have a, some people even have a job. He's like, I just don't want to worry about having to deal with a place to go back to. I gotta clean it every day. I gotta like worry about paying somebody rent all the time. They gonna come to my house and stress me out. I gotta have neighbor. I don't want to do none of that. I come outside. I sleep in a park. I go. I get up and I walk around the city. I go play basketball if I want to. I go. To the to a museum, I just go hang out all day, every day, and people be like, "What?" Because yeah, I remember I was working at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. You get them free food. Um, free food. Mm-hmm. What else? I remember I had went to the Apple Store because I worked at Starbucks and Pickard. Went to the Apple Store. Mm-hmm. It's usually a homeless guy that would sleep in front of my Starbucks, which is my six. Mm-hmm. And I smelt a familiar. That's smell hilarious. Inside the Apple Store, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I know this smell. And I look, and the homeless guy that normally be in front of the of the Starbucks, I never really noticed what he be doing during the day. Mm-hmm. He inside the Apple Store playing with the playing with the, playing with the stuff. He just having a good old time. He, but in the nighttime, he go to bed. In the morning, he go play Apple products. He be walking around, might play with the birds, might go to a dog petting store. You do whatever you want to do. And I know it's incomprehensible for people to understand what that means to be able to just do whatever you want to do. But you, your mind is stuck on, well, I need to make money, right? And it's like, not really. Like, 
you have to make money to fit into what somebody else told you you need to do. It's like it's like being part of a club. And then in the club, they say, well, you have to wear red shirts. And if you want to be in a club, you got to wear a red shirt. But the problem is you don't know there are other clubs because they didn't tell you there are other clubs. So you're thinking, damn, I always got to wear a red shirt. And it's like, nah, go to a different club. We don't wear shirts. They're just blue. We don't wear nothing. We just be outside. And that same thing with other countries. Why people always say they're happier over there because they have less things to worry about. A lot of people's problems come from what they worry about on a regular basis. Like I said now, happiness, I'm, I'm used to feeling so happy. I don't have anything to worry about. Like I be, my, I'm already happy now. So the things that you may consider worrying about is like excitement. It's like, ooh. Oh shit, you about to get oh okay, what's gonna happen next? Is that's how I feel. It's not like if I don't get this deal, we're gonna die and I don't know what's gonna happen and we're not gonna be able to and I don't know what's gonna and I don't it, I don't feel like that. I don't have I felt like that before. I have con I have contempl yeah, I have contemplated figuring it out. So but like I said, because I know it exists, I'm like, I need to get out of this. That's a different, I mean, same thing with slaves before. Some of them left, some of them didn't. I'm like, I need to get out of this because I don't want to be doing this my whole life. I don't want to be stuck in a situation mentally where I'm trapped mentally because you can't take your brain out. Like, that's harder to run away than slavery. Like a slave, I could just go across the county and I'm good. I can't take away my brain. I could go to Dubai. I could travel anywhere I want. As long as I'm still thinking about, fuck, I gotta, I'm going to miss my mortgage payment. I'm going to miss my car payment. It's going to get told. People going to see me on Instagram. They're going to laugh at me. They're going to call me broke. I don't know what to do. I'm going to smoke weed. I smoke the weed. I do the drugs. I don't feel better. I did it. I spent money on it. I'm broke now again. I don't know. You do all, those, all that worrying. The slave just ran away. They ran away three miles away and they're fine. Physically, you'll be fine. But like I said, it's all about how you feel mentally. So that's why, that's the difference between rich slaves and poor. Well, that's a rich slave versus a poor slave. A rich slave, conclusion is a person who is working their ass off to make millions of dollars and hates it. A poor slave is a person who works their ass off and makes no money and hates it. They still hate it. So, uh, the next topic that I have right now is, um, what makes bitches hoes? Okay. So, yes. So this is my theory on what makes a girl a hoe. Again, it's all coming back to the mentality of, the hoes okay the hoes now when it comes to being a hoe right for all the young women listening to this and older women who probably think this is insane i'm gonna tell you what makes you a hoe um it's what you it's the reason that you that you choose i'm pointing at the screen it is the reason that you choose to have sex that is what makes you a hoe. That's the reason, right? And it's not the reason that you tell people. No, it's the reason that you think in your brain that makes you a hoe. Okay, now, Donovan, what does that mean? What do you, can you explain it to me? Yes, I'm explaining to you. Okay, listen. When you when you a hoe, right, in Donovan's opinion, in the Bamboo Project world, right, you have sex because you are looking for somebody to fill that gap, right? Now, listen, take a second. Take a second. Because a lot of women just instantly go, oh, that's not, I don't be doing that. I don't be doing that. I don't want nobody to fill no gap for me, no hole for me. Funny enough, you want him to fill your hole for sure. But you also want him to fill the hole you have in your heart. Okay? Now, girls like to say that they don't want a guy to fill them, to fill, they're not looking for somebody to fill that hole inside of them, right? But then they have a problem when the guy doesn't want them. Now, why, how does that happen? If you're not looking for him to, to be 
your boyfriend or girlfriend and you are upset that they said no, you're lying to yourself because this is my opinion. If you are not a hoe, you are fucking because you yourself want to fuck, not because you think that using your pussy will get something out of this guy. That is what hoes do. Hoes decide, oh shit, uh, I'm going to use my pussy because I want. maybe if we have sex, he will like me and we will be in a relationship. And then you fuck a bunch of dudes thinking that and it never happens. And you are destroyed mentally. That's what makes you a hoe. That's why nobody respects hoes. We don't respect hoes. Nobody does. And that's the reason. And I still don't really understand this yet. If anybody has an answer for this, you could please comment or or DM me because I don't get this. Maybe I ask my girlfriend, what do you think? Why do you think insecure people make other people uncomfortable? Because I feel like people look at hoes and they feel like, like we, we, we bash strippers, we bash hoes, we bash people that we feel are doing things that are like be- beggars, people that are like begging me, we, we like go, nah, we, you shouldn't do that. We don't look at it. We don't look at it like a positive thing. But why is that? Because. I think I know. I think I figured out, but yeah, I'm hearing you. Because it's like it's weird. The act of doing it is 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 a low. It's seen as a low act. Yeah. I don't know why. So it's it's just kind of like a damn. Like you doing that? Like you have to go all the way down there to do whatever it is that you're doing. So. But that's what I'm saying. I don't. I'm trying to understand why that is, right? Because, and that's this is why I always think it comes it comes back. It comes down to how you feel about it mentally because. See, I don't know. I don't know either. Why? You don't know the answer or you don't know about what I just said? About, about, yeah. Because. When I think of of stripping too, there's sometimes where I'll see someone and I'll be like, oh shit, I could do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's funny because it's like the negativity that you had. When you say you could do that, what do you mean? Like, do something that they did or be a stripper? Probably both. Okay. I don't know how to explain it. Okay. Because when, when, I, when, I, when I think of a stripper of, or what somebody's OnlyFans look like in my head, it's like, whoa, that's, that's a lot. You're doing a lot there. Mm-hmm. Like you, you going in the back, giving this dude a hand job, this person is putting a cucumber in your pussy. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. But if you just go to work, you're not taking your clothes off, nothing like that. Not taking your clothes, like you're not naked or whatever. It it doesn't seem as bad because mm-hmm. you're not doing anything too overt, I guess. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't know if that's really related though, because I'm thinking about why is it bad to be a stripper. Like why why do people look down on those type of personality or those jobs? See, that's what I'm saying. That's 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 why I say that girls are hoes mentally, because mental yes, mental hoes. Mm-hmm. In the mind, they do a lot of dick sucking in the brain. So because, like you just said, it. Wait, what did you say again? Right, they're allowing somebody else to take advantage of them, and I think that people look down on that, but I don't know why. No, 
let me not say that. I think the reason that I the reason I think that people look down on these positions is because it's a form of we I think people view it as a form of manipulation. And I think that people view it as like a slimy, weaselly form of manipulation. They feel like you're not confident enough or strong enough to face me head on. So what you're going to do is you're going to try and go and take the, the, the shortcut to getting there. You're not going to actually try and put in the work that needs to be done to get to where you want to get to. That's what I think happens. So if you think about somebody like begging, they always like, well, you just get a job, get a job. You want, want me to give you my money? No, I'm not. You're not going to come to me and get $10 for me. You have a stripper. They're like, oh, my, all you do is sell your pussy. You don't really do nothing. You don't really work. But it's so weird because it's like, I also think that people don't take into consideration what would, what would choose, what would make that person choose to do that. Say why? Why does it matter? You don't think there's any circumstances where that would be something that someone would have to resort to? have to resort to not really i think i think that most people that become strippers have a, have a, a really big insecurity issue whether they and they try and hide it but one thing i rarely rarely ever see is a, a stripper with like a large natural fro i feel like i rarely see that i can't think of the time i've seen that Man, maybe i might have i don't can't remember every stripper i see on youtube don't have that not one Mhm. Mhm. Never, never seen that. Now, why would you feel like wow? Because you might sweat it out when you're dancing, and you might shrink. What? So y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all don't go to parties with your natural hair and dance? Y'all don't, y'all don't. Athletes don't use their natural hair when they act wherever they go. And you saying sweat it out? What kind of? I mean, maybe I guess they do sweat, but I mean, really? Talking about what kind of sweat are you talking about here? Yeah, yeah, sure. That's I mean, it. Be beating down your face, but it, it... So, like I said, I think it comes down to okay. No, what I was getting about to with the strippers is that they want to manipulate you, but they don't want to do they they don't want to come up to you and say, "Look, I." And it's, it's weird. They don't want to come up to you and say, "I want this." They're trying to like. It's almost like lying, I guess, in a sense. And that's what you mean by manipulate? Yeah. Like, they're not actually coming up to you and saying, like, give me your money. It's almost like a, can I, hey, can I have your money? But I'm trying to think if that's a bad thing or not. I don't know if that is. Because I feel like with selling, you have to, like, talk. And this is another thing, too, with stripping, right? The, the idea of stripping, I think, is worse than... The actual stripping, because I feel like there are a lot of strippers who probably are very talented dancers or very strong, could do different things, very flexible and probably have very good communicational skills and very good social skills because they're talking to people all day. They're trying to get people to dance. It's probably a whole language of stripping that you have to go through when you're there. Like as far as, oh, you could tell it's like, hey, that guy it's like this. I can tell by the way his pants are and the way that guy is standing. He's not going to give me no money. But that guy right there, he has the same kind of haircut that gets people people give money to. Like, you can kind of figure that out. Um, now, and I think that probably happens there. But I think that the people that think like that don't stay strippers forever or for a very long time. They get out the business. 
Um, I think the people who, and this goes for everything, for the most part, I feel the people who are there stay like that are the people who are, who are the insecure people. They just want, they want the validation of getting money and then they don't think, they think, tell themselves, you know what, I'm not going to be a stripper for long. And it's like, all right, either one, you're going quick because it's too hard or two, you're going to be a stripper for mad long just because you're like, I'm going to keep coming back here. Um, and I don't know what the problem is with selling yourself. That, I feel like people have an issue with the term selling yourself, but I don't know why. I don't know why your body shouldn't be a commodity. What is the reason for that? I don't, I, what do you, uh, I'll let you think about it if you come up with an answer. And it, uh, maybe that's a question for today. What is the issue with your body being a commodity? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Could people just, any job that kind of requires you to, not even, that's not true. I don't know. Because athletes are similar, but again, people view it as a skill. Nobody views twerking as a skill. Nobody views really pole dancing butt naked as a skill. People assume you fucking, that's why. People feel people assume that you are in there fucking for money. That's how I think people assume. That is what it is. People just assume you fucking for money. Which some people do. But again, you think NBA players, I mean they're not fucking for money necessarily, but um they're not directly saying I'm gonna fuck you and give me ten dollars or a hundred dollars. Right, I was thinking about them. Their, their clothing is very, mm-hmm. very um, thin. You mm-hmm. can see the silhouette of their bodies. And a lot of the times they wear nude colored um, clothing so mm-hmm. that it looks like pretty much that they're naked. Yeah, and I think also with, like I said, I'm thinking not, I think about gymnastics, gymnastics, but you know, that's whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking more so of the girls who hang from the ceiling with the flag thing. Not a flag, it's like the, if you took, if you took a, lo- a big ass sheet. Yeah, and they're they're usually they're that's more or less pole dancing, but from a ribbon. They're in the air, they're swinging around it's in it. The same thing, yeah, that's what I'm saying, but that's not viewed the same as that. It seemed more as like respectable. Yeah. yeah, but stripping is more so like rugged, where it's like, look at my pussy, look at my ass, look at my titties, look I at me. Also think it's, it's the atmosphere too. Of the kind of people that are there. Of yeah, of who you yeah, because I would you think of a stripper that's um. That's dealing with, I guess, for money or doing some type of sexual act for money. Or being butt-ass naked. Uh, showing your pussy and your titties. Because I feel like okay. people... If, what? If you, were, if you were a naked model. Like, where, who's, who's a naked model? Like, to be painted. Like, yeah, yeah, facts. Is that a problem? Or photo shoots? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it, yeah, again, right. It's like... But you're not doing anything with your... You're not fucking anyone. Allegedly, because I know that... I know photographers be fucking a lot of models. All the time. It's not. It's not a part of. It is not something that someone would assume be a part of your job description, or that you would be open to due to your job. It's not. It's not what's portrayed. It's not. It's not your first instinct that oh, you're a model. I mean, again, I don't know who. I don't know if that's true because I. I feel like people, a lot of models are fucking. I think everybody thinks that. I don't know. I don't, that's the thing. I don't know. If, like, I yeah. I think people in the industry think that if you are a model, you're fucking. The people that are taking pictures and people who are putting you on. That's what I think. Not for jobs necessarily, but you're fucking in industry um, for something. Uh, so, yeah, I just think that's very interesting that 
that uh, stripping is seemed as bad, and I don't know why. That's a, that's a, I'm gonna I'm try and get some more into that. Um, but again, as far as the whole situation goes, right? What? Yeah, it's just weird because I was thinking like, cause it, it. I think stripping. Will cause, well, I have an idea, but I'm listening. I don't know if it, if it causes a lot of insecurities, but there's a lot of negativity that kind of surrounds it because then you'll kind of be more inclined to like get your body done and stuff like that, or like things that would kind of um progress having a low self-esteem happens in that type of environment people are kind of degrading you they're throwing things at you uh-huh. they're, they're it is degrading right they are throwing things at you they're throwing money at you mm-hmm. it's very yeah, it's very degrading i think that's it too yeah, you're subjecting yourself to be degraded i think that's part of it um what i was going to say before you said that was i really think that you have to be a very emotionally fucked up person and mentally traumatized and things like that to be a stripper i don't think a person with a rational mind will be a stripper i don't think i don't i can't see how that works and it's not necessarily about the job itself no let me not say that there's something about the job itself that makes people want to be strippers i just don't know what it is i have to i, I don't i would have to talk to a stripper to find out because i talked to um my sister's, my sister's boyfriend before and he is i guess friends with a stripper I would love to have a stripper on the podcast. That's what I want. I want to talk to a stripper. I would love to have because I don't understand. I want to know. I really want to know because and I, it's weird because I know I'm in the finding stripper. That's probably like one of the insecure ones, which I don't want. And it's like, can I find a confident stripper? I don't know. We'll see. Um, stay tuned to find out the next episode of the Bamboo Project. Um, so back to the whole thing. So when I think of hoes, right? People, same thing with strippers. There is the mentality that a girl who is fucking and she doesn't have, uh, she does not have, huh, I'm still thinking about the stripper thing, um, if you have a girl who's, who's, who's sucking a lot of dick, right, and fucking a lot of guys, as, from a guy's perspective, if she's taking advantage of the guys, I don't think anybody calls her a hoe. I think if she's fucking for validation, I think she gets called a hoe. I think she feels like a hoe. I think hoe is a mentality. That's what it is. It's again, also about mentality. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if a guy's fucking a girl, right? This is funny. If a guy's fucking a girl and she goes, whew, all right, that was, that was good. All right, I'll see you later. He's going to be like, wait, why you want to go? Why, what happened? Like, oh, I'm good. That was, that was fun. I enjoyed it. I'll talk to you later. I'm about to go home, right? The guy's going to be like, wait, why you want to leave? And he's going to be chasing after you. He's not going to call you a hoe. You could fuck another guy. You could honestly, you could honestly be like, actually, I have a date with somebody right now. Um, and we're about to go out to eat. But I had fun here. Um, we could do this like another day. I will see you later. And he'll be like, wow, that's crazy. You going to go on a date with somebody else? But like, yeah. It's, it's, yes right but again once you allow the guy to make you feel bad about it that makes you the whole in a situation because you're gonna let him uh denigrate you and then once he denigrates you you're like damn now i have to you don't have to but you feel like you have to validate yourself to him and once you start validating validating yourself to him you cross the line of being called a hoe that's what's gonna end up happening because now you feel like oh, okay now that i have you under me now i'm going to keep denigrating you and of course on that list of denigration is being called a hoe so when i when i see a girl 
who has control of her own body. And I don't mean by fucking doing stupid shit like wearing a thong outside and she's fat. Not shit like that. I mean like who chooses who she wants to fuck, when she wants to fuck them, and she's not. She don't even have to talk to you about it. She don't even bring it up. She'd be like, yeah, yeah, I, I fucked them. We had sex. It was whatever. I was fucking with it. But she has to be confident in her whole life because people are going to use that as a thing against her. But if a girl is choosing, if the girl is choosing to have sex with him for the simple fact that she herself wants to fuck him, she's not a hoe. That doesn't make her a hoe. If she's fucking him so that she can get some money out of him, so that she could get some validation out of him, if she could get some service out of him, that's a hoe. If you fucking because you want to have sex and it feels good to you, that's it. If you want to lay in the bed and leave, but this is the problem. This is the, this is where the issue comes in. It's an emotion thing. Are you able? The act self is a serious question. You got to be honest with yourself. Are you able to fuck this guy and leave and not have any feelings? Don't say yes yet. Just ask yourself. Last time you fucked a guy and you... You want to be, I don't know. Is he a dope dude? Because I feel like a lot of dope guys you're going to want to be in a relationship with. But you fucked the dude and now you're like, damn. That's a, that's another thing too. It all comes down to why you're fucking him. You cannot be fucking a guy so that he can be your boyfriend. That is stupid. It is retarded. That's what hoes do. Hoes do shit like that. Don't be a hoe. Fuck a guy because you want to fuck a guy. Not because he wants to be in a relationship. Don't, not because not of that. That's stupid. That's retarded. Don't do that. For them to say that they they'd be open to a relationship to fuck. You said what? You said uh, so, like so. If you were to wait for the guys to say that they want to be in a relationship or open to a relationship with you in order to have sex with them, that'd be a problem. If the guy said he wants to wait, if the guy, if you are waiting, the girl's waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. For what? For the guy to say they want to be in a relationship. Watch. No, you don't wait. That's whole shit. You say, listen, you go up to the, this is, that whole shit about girls not be, listen, if you want a guy, you should be able to just go up and say, listen, I want to talk to you, whatever the case might be, you want to have sex, whatever it is, if you don't want to be as vulgar, you can say, hey, you know, here's my number, I want to go out, you know, you pick the place, something, something, just something, right, but do not, do not wait for him to make that decision for you. If you're waiting for it, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Like I said, you should be doing the things you want to do. If you like him, y'all go on dates, y'all talk. If you want to have sex, you have sex. If if you want to be in a relationship, just say, hey, I want to be in a relationship with you. Or whatever the case might be, however you want to word it in your nice, uh, tactful way, then do so. But say something. If you don't, you gonna, if you don't say anything, you are going to waste a lot of time with this person. So I would advise you to not do that. Okay? Stop being hoes. That's it. It's, it's very simple. It's, your life will improve so much better. Stop being a slave to the... What would it be? A mental hoe? Stop doing, stop, stop doing mental hoe gymnastics. Stop it. You do something else. Love yourself more. Okay? You are enough. I want every woman out here to hear, to hear that you are enough. Okay? Remember that. It's okay. You don't have to be with a guy. And if you want to be with a guy, say it. And if he says no, it is what it is. And odd, funny enough... They probably going to want to talk to you some more. Now, here's what you got to remember. This is what you have to remember as a girl, as a woman, okay? If the guy says no, right? Stop talking to him. Stop talking to him. What? Why are you talking to him still? For what? I can't wait 
He said no. That's not your business. What if he said he's not ready right now? Then we'll talk to you. When, I'll talk to you when you're ready. When you're ready, you call me. Until then, I don't talk to me. What am I talking to you for? Uh huh. What if you want your, your pussy scratched? You lying to yourself. You lying to yourself. What What if the, the guy we came to understand that he has too much? There is no understanding. That is a lie. There is no such thing as I have too much on my plate for a girlfriend. No, not enough time. So what are we doing now? We just fucking? What, I mean, what, what, what's, what's like what? Listen, that's all I'm saying. Your girls need to understand. If a, if you want to be in a relationship with a the guy, then you should be able to be okay with not seeing him for however many times, whatever the case might be. Say, listen, I'm okay with seeing you once a month if I'm your girlfriend. I don't care. We get to fuck once a week and I, we go on a date once a month. That's fine with me. I don't care. And if, you're, if your reason is because you have things to do and I see that that's true, then that's fine. I will, I, that's the role I decided to take as your girlfriend. I decided to take that role. Now, I'm not going to push you to do anything more unless unless we have agreed that you are pursuing something that is causing us to have to wait for this relationship to, to get to a point that you feel comfortable at. But what, and, what, what constitutes as pursuing something? Whatever you guys agree, whatever the thing is. Honestly, this is what it is. This is, this is, this is this, see, I tell you, I learned a new language. Okay. Girls need to get the contract signed and have a 10 day inspection. Okay, during that 10 day inspection period, then you can figure this shit out. But until the con, y'all need to have the contract signed. Y'all over here waiting like, oh, maybe I'm, I'm going to do an inspection with the no. You don't do inspections until you have a contract with your man saying we are in a relationship. And then you decide to do, you know what? Now we can negotiate on whether or not uh, uh, what's the what's the thing on what's, what's long enough for us to be together. If we sh- if I should wait for 10 months or eight months whatever the case might be first you guys talk about it you go okay what would a relationship between me and you look like you go okay well me the guy i work eight days seven days a week i work 75 hours a week and then the girl goes okay well i agree to see you for two hours every week he goes i can't do that she goes i could do 30 minutes he goes she goes okay <laughs> and what if he doesn't say okay what do you mean what if he doesn't agree to the contract then you don't have a boyfriend you gonna buy a house out of the contract? How'd that work? So, so, so you just gonna start talking to them? Yes. But what if you feel like you've invested what you, a lot? What you gonna do if you get a contract for a house and they say we're not taking your offer? <laughs> what you gonna do? We no, we don't want your offer, huh? I want stuck the house. Right. That's that's that's, that's crazy. Think about that. Think about that. That's how that sounds, right? A girl is like, oh, this guy didn't take my offer for the house. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna stand outside his house to buy the house. That's not gonna work. I'm going to be like, hey, did you guys sell the house yet? Hey, I noticed that you guys have somebody in the top window. Did you guys buy it? Are you are you just visiting? Is this a tour? What is this? Bitch, if we going to call the police on you, go home. What are you doing? That's what girls be doing. Just say no and go away. But the guys be saying no and they're still trying to talk to you. They want to fuck. They want to fuck, of course. Because it's like, it's like this. Okay, boom. It's like, imagine. See, real estate talk, okay? I am going to keep your earnest deposit money, right? And no inspection. So you're just gonna keep my money, and I can't inspect the house. Nope. I can't see what's wrong with it. Nope. I can't go. In, I can't. Nope. And and to make matters worse, no I'm gonna sell the house to somebody else. The fuck? 
That's what girls. That's what girls want. Girls be like, I'll just wait around until sometime, and then what happens? The household to somebody else. I thought you wasn't selling the house. I wasn't selling the house to you. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't buy the house. You couldn't afford the house, miss. You came with your offer. I said, mm, I'm not fucking with that offer. And but I, I didn't say I wasn't selling the house. I said I'm not selling it to you. That's what I said. So when we were, when we were negotiating, I said I need these things. You said you can provide those things. I asked for proof of contract, proof of funds. You ain't bring what I needed. I needed you to say specifically to me, I'm going to suck your dick 10 days out of the week. And I'm going to do this and this and this and that and this and that. That's what I'm going to do. If you don't do those things, honestly, this is what needs to happen. Relationship contracts. That's what needs to happen. Y'all need relationship contracts. One day, write one up for y'all. Because obviously, y'all don't know what y'all doing. Y'all having these problems. Present to the guy and say, this is what I want from you. And have an addendum where you figure out, okay, I'm not doing this. I, I will do some of that. Only on the weekends when we do this. And y'all figure it out. But y'all, y'all, because listen, listen, this wouldn't have to happen if girls wasn't fucking acting up and fucking allowing guys to bullshit on them. That's the problem. If girls weren't allowing guys to bullshit them, you wouldn't need no fucking contract. If you could find a guy that was worthy of a verbal contract, then you'll be fine. But you don't. You know why? Because every time you have a guy you talk to, he give you a verbal contract and he break that shit all the time. When I get my life together. When the fuck is that? When I get to school. Well, I'm in school now. Well, uh, I, I need to get a 4.0. Okay, you got 4.0? Well, I got a 4.0, but I want to get the law job I wanted to get. So until I'm a lawyer, I have the money, then. Okay, you're a lawyer. You have the money? Well, I got to be promoted first to get the money. Okay, you got promoted to get the money? Yeah, I did. But while I was there, I found another girl that I like. So I'm going to actually date her instead of you. I, my bad. And now you was there for what? Just a fuck? He was there for fucking. That's all he was there for. And good times and those those nights where he felt weak and vulnerable and he needed somebody to come and hold him. That was you. And you felt like you was close, right? You felt like, damn, when he was hurt, he called me so he loves me. No, bitch. That's not how that worked. He was a guy who was vulnerable and he needed somebody who was dumb to come over and cope with him. That's it. Yes, they were dumb. You know why I call them dumb? Because it happens too many times for you not to know what's going on. Listen, you coming over and coping with him for what? You are not his man. You're not his girlfriend. And then I say, you are doing girlfriend things. You're not a girlfriend. Not a girlfriend. Like I said, there's different things. You could have a wife, maybe. You're not, you're not doing wife things. You're not doing girlfriend things. At least girlfriend wife is close. At least we're in an exclusive relationship. We're, we're close. We're doing something together. But you're talking about all we're doing is fucking and you you doing what? What are you doing? What is he doing for you? That's the real question, okay? You asking all these things, right? Girls want all this stuff from the guy. What is he doing for you? When you are hurt, when you need money. When you doing all these things, he needs to be there for you. And here's a, here's, a, here's a funny part, right? This is the funny part. If he's there for you during all of those times, he will ask to be your boyfriend. He will be your boyfriend because he's doing boyfriend things. That's how that works. Okay? So, uh, if you have a topic you want to discuss or something that we said that you want us to dig deeper into, DM the topic to the Bamboo Project underscore podcast. We are now welcoming guests. If you live in the five borough area, you can come on. We'll get you on here. Um, honestly, if anybody, I might, I would, I would do a virtual podcast if the person's outside the country or outside of, or outside of the tri-state area. Like if one of the community members, one of the cousins of the Bamboo Project decided that they wanted to be on a podcast and they're like, hey, I live in Europe or France or in California. I want to be on. I would make an addendum to my contract and have somebody on. I think that would be a cool thing to do. Um, 
So, uh, I just want to let you guys know, if you haven't already, check out us on social media. We post daily stories. Uh, my Instagram is Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y. And my girlfriend's Instagram is Anita Burn, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. We have several different projects. Go check them out. We got the food project, the clothing project, the music project, the fitness project, the sports project. And last but not least, the Bamboo Project Podcast. Bamboo Project out.